Welcome to the Abwan Chronicles podcast. This podcast is hosted by five black Muslim women, Hafsa, Ikran, Istahir, Sahra, and Umar Khair. This is Ikran, your part-time hype girl and full-time resident of Toronto, the city of champions. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, and politics. Welcome to another episode of the Abuan Chronicles podcast. With you here today is me, Kron, kind of sick, so my voice sounds different. And I'm here today with the four waistsuits. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? <laughs> I'm not a waistsuit, wow. though. Shiny. Okay. It's Hafsa, Hafsa, Hafsa on the. Hafsa, <laughs> Hafsa? I'm getting Yaz and Hal's vibes right now. <laughs> Okay, and the rest of y'all, yalla. It's Omar and Istahir, and Sahra, and <laughs> the most elusive member, Sahra. Congratulations, you made it. Wow. Listen, everybody that's listening to this episode, okay? Me, let me just tell my story. What I'm going to say is whenever I come on this page or this. Uh, podcast i bring energy i bring them you feel me i bring i bring genesis i don't know what just quite means but i just want to give it up to sahra the fact that up until now she has maintained and will always maintain the image of constantly sounding high that's <laughs> all i want to say Mashallah, I, don't about it. By the kids. I don't do i don't do drugs i don't do we can discuss whether weed is a drug or not but i don't do it oh <laughs> I don't think there's a discussion there, but okay. Twenty four seven. I'm a twenty four. I'm hitting my. I'm hitting. I'm hitting a quarter of a century. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'm getting a little slower. You know. Can we talk about how there actually is a quarter life crisis and yes. how physically when we hit twenty five mark, our body changes and how you know what yes. I mean? We start disintegrating. You give up. You hit a plateau. No, have you guys heard about the second coming of puberty? Is it when your hips get bigger and shit? Is that a medical thing? People in their 20s all over again, like, the acne flares up, like, weird shit starts happening. During your, like, late 20s? That makes so much sense. Mid-20s. Oh, what the fuck you mean? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) Sarah. What are you... (laughs) That makes so much sense. (laughs) This cow's coming for me. (laughs) I'm not coming for you, but if you feel personally attacked, that's you. I just mean me. Like, it makes sense. You know, your body starts aching. Your joints start okay, hurting. Okay, that sounds like Why do I have pause. knee problems? Girl. Why do I have knee oh problems? Oh, my God. Oh, my I God. I don't understand. You guys, I was praying. You guys, I was praying yesterday, okay? And my my knee literally went, Wilk. okay? And my, <laughs> and my, my mom saw, and she was literally done. <laughs> I'm telling you. And you know what makes it worse? Like, you, no one believes you. Like, I went to the doctor specifically for this, and I told him, I'm having knee problems. And man told me, you're too... He's like, you're too young to be having knee problems. You, you should just... It's okay. Like, oh, you know, I'm like, no. I requested an x-ray. I was like, no, I want an x-ray or an ultrasound. Bio, my mom started telling me but, a story of old women. And I'm just sitting here like, why do I have to take this? No, but really, it's actually it's actually a thing though. Like um, acne lots. Like I I don't know why the minute I turned twenty five, twenty six, out of nowhere, I was having these like weird acne flips, and I never had I never even had this type of acne when I was younger. What are you talking about? When I was a kid, when I was like a teenager, my acne wasn't even that bad. It was like little pimples here and there. But all of a sudden, this weird ass cystic acne came out of nowhere. It's all I was so shook. Honestly, I have a theory. 
I have a theory. I feel like you, we were living recklessly until that point, and our body was just like, hell no. And so it just started showing us all the, you know, the side effects at that time. Alhamdulillah, I missed those first signs, and inshallah, I never have to see the second ones. Eternal youth to use this because it's, it's a struggle out here. It is. When does it stop? Hafsa, tell us, when does it stop? <laughs> Why are you putting me on the spot right now? Get the fuck out of here. You're more qualified since you're older. <laughs> so. You know you're going to have to pay her to get a consultation. Do you guys know, like, I literally dodge people on the streets. Like, if anybody, like, comes to me, like, I'm hanging out with somebody and they ask me some random medical question, I dodge that shit so quick. Remember when you used to give unsolicited medical advice? I stopped. That was when she was naive and young. Exactly. I remember when Habir used to come to our house and it turned into, like, uh, an appointment. <laughs> It'd be like, Haba, my knee. <laughs> My elbow, my this, and we're like, okay. How do you trust? I don't see. It. You know, honestly, I just need to be like, you're gonna take Hafsa's advice. You know when you just can't. Shit. <laughs> I don't. I'd be like, now refer me to the real doctor. But you know what I think it is though. It's because we never get to see the doctor side of you. Always see the crazy side, and then when you come in with your one two medical advice, it just seems like theories. It doesn't, right? it doesn't seem like it's <laughs> concrete, concrete <laughs> anyways on a side note though on a side note though i've um stopped so giving out um, advice unsolicited and the one thing that hit me the hardest was first of all it's annoying that's just that's just it but the one that hit me the hardest and the one thing that traumatized me and made me like shut my mouth was hoya made me talk to my aunt about her medical problems and um, I had sent her a voice note in Somali because I don't know why the connection wasn't going through. If, um, I listen back to that voice note every time I want to torture myself because it's so bad. <laughs> Fam, you know that video of like those girls talking like Arabic English? Do you know that those two girls on the red carpet? No, 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 not Huda Beauty, not Huda Beauty. Listen, rate me, please. Not that bad. But like, no, no, the one with the two girls and they're talking Arabic and they're talking about, they're talking Arabic English. You know, the ones that they... Oh, the one that basically we got tagged on. Yeah. yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That one. So like, that's, that was literally me. So like every, I'm going, um, ha. Basically. Mm, Yeah, basically. And it was just so gross. Oh my God. I forgot how to talk Somali. I'm going to confess that right now. It was, it's, I was talking to my uncle in Somalia and honestly, I wanted to cry. Halfway through, I was like, was this how I always was? No, I can at least vouch for Stahil and say that she used to speak fire Somali back in the day. You guys don't understand. Like, I really grew up with true life fobs. I learned Somali from the source. And then you come to Canada and you don't speak Somali for two years straight. Like, you don't speak with anyone Somali. So how are you going to remember it? You guys shouldn't hate. You know, everybody that knows how to speak Somali, everybody's trying to speak Somali, whether it's in an American accent, British accent. Big ups to you, Wallahi. Oh, Wallahi, you honestly, you doing ups. your great work. I just remembered something, though. Sahra and Ikran, I'm going to call you guys out. You guys were supposed to do an episode together talking only in Somali. Aya, what me? happened? What, you guys, what is the delusion here? I can go back to I can go back to previous episodes and show you guys. What? But you specifically said that you were going to record an episode and it was going to be in Somali. Okay, if you guys okay. are claiming to be so good, why can we not do an episode in Somali? Because we're not that good. Exactly. <laughs> we know our strengths and okay, weaknesses. Now the people know. Although I am, I'm going to be confident. Ikran and, since Ikran and Zahra are so confident with their Somali, you, I guys, am. Will do a, you guys will do an episode together. You guys, we'll let everyone decide on what the topic should be and you guys prep. No, we can decide. We should decide what topic. Well, they're so confident, but they're talking Somali at a grade four level. Like, this is a 
Yo, I actually remember us saying that, but you know, it's been two years, it's been too long. I've lost a lot of my Somali, I'm not even gonna lie. I can already imagine it. Like, speaking Somali on a podcast is gonna make us sound like we're witty and stuff. BBC! <laughs> See, you can't speak up Somali. I, do you know my Somali is like, I don't even know grammar. I I just say whatever makes sense in my head. Honestly, like half, done that, half of you know? speaking Somali is fake bravado. Like, you need to fake it till you make it. Exactly. But that, that's the problem, too. Is there's a good thing about it and a bad thing about it. Because I remember when I was young, I you know, we, you, this is for all my Duxi girls uh, who went to the masjid in the Duxi. In the masjid, you know, like in other countries, you go to the masjid, the masjid usually have like teachers, right? So you don't really go to an institute. So you go there, and then the the first day you have to they'll tell you to read something, right? To kind of see your level and where you are and not everything. So I went with my mom. I was about what thirteen, fourteen. So I'm going there trying to read it, and then this girl she's trying to speak it to me in Somali. I don't know what I was doing, but she co- she looks at my mom and she asks my mom if I'm mute. Right? <laughs> 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 and I'm like. What? I was like, I like, I was like, my Somali though. Like when I was a kid, I never used to speak a lot of Somali, you know. But I don't know why she thought I was mute because I still spoke to her in Somali. Like I responded back in Somali. Somalis have moved out. Well, I Somali is better now. I went to Somalia. You know, I spoke the Somali I'm speaking now. I went to Somalia and spoke with it with my chest. Honestly, the pre- the best person in our house that speaks Somali is my brother, and that's because he went to Dakin Ellis twice. Okay, so I don't have the advantage. So. But Dakin Ellis is like, even though, like, because my grandma and everything, they're like, you know, well, if you have to have some, you know, quadl. I was like, I need, like, grammar. I need, like, a book, a grammar. I can learn Somali or something like that. Somali is like, if you look at other languages, we don't have, like, proper shit. Yeah, no, if you're going to go to Somalia, you need to be released into the streets to learn, like, proper Somali. Like, we went back for a year, and our Somali is still lacking. But they say, well, if you try to speak, they're like, wow, kuhadal, mashallah, sasupan. Yes, kuhadal. I'm like, kuhadal's not going to help me improve my grammar, like... But to be honest, though, I think I think for us, most of the Somali that we learned, it wasn't even in when you went to Somalia, it was in the Emirates because you don't have a choice. And I think that's why we're all slacking right now, because we've all left and it's just we're losing it completely. In the Emirates, you speak Somali so much, like everyone speaks Somali to you there. Anyways, why does the episode always revert to speaking Somali, learning Somali? Because we're crying about it hurts us. physically. It's painful. My ear still comes from me for asking her why Libah isn't called Libah. Moving on. Okay, guys, so this episode is about cancel culture, and we kind of want to go over what it is, what it means, since a lot of people have been getting canceled, and it's kind of a buzzword lately. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. As you all already know, cancel culture is very out here, like, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Why the hell are you shouting out Dave Chappelle and then going on no, about Twitter, speaking, Instagram, YouTube? I'm just general speaking, but it's like, you thought, like, because you didn't watch it, so I'm going to bring it up, and you didn't watch it. Did you watch it? I watched it. Oh, okay. So did he make his whole thing about cancel culture? Like, was he just dissing no, it the whole time? No, because, you know, like, you know, in Dave Chappelle's special, he spoke about different things. Like, yeah. he spoke about, uh, what was it? The Bill Cosby things. Like, you know, he has different segways, segues, yeah. whatever. The thing I understood from all the backlash is this guy took a long-ass break, comes back and picks off from, like, 
picks up from like 20, 2005. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was talking about all the current issues and everything, but his take on it was very old school. Like he was sh- like as if like no, but he did tour. Like he just didn't do like shows. You know, but the thing is with Dave Chappelle is that the comedy culture comedy culture gives him like a free pass because Dave Chappelle does this thing where he talks about very offensive stuff, but never too offensive. Like he never. That's why he did the whole cancel culture thing because it's a well known thing where Dave Chappelle can never be canceled for saying something offensive because he says it in such a smart quote-unquote way and it's like literally everyone in the industry always praises Dave Chappelle because there isn't a topic he doesn't talk about and he's literally like I don't care you know so what is like cancel culture because we know that there are a lot of different definitions for it but what do you guys think it means what does it mean to you guys and how would you guys define it so what I would have said cancel culture is somebody does something stupid or something dumb or something people perceive to be stupid or dumb and everybody comes for them and their life is finished. For me, cancel culture is just really accountability. If you've said something and done something and it comes to light, bro, you can't control how people react to that. Okay, so I have two different definitions for cancel culture. They're both kind of similar in ways. One is a CNN entertainment definition. Another one is a Snapchat definition. So I'll read them both out to you guys. So first off, CNN definition is the dictionary definition of cancel is to destroy the force, effectiveness, or validity of. So when people say they're canceling a famous person, that's essentially what they're trying to do. They want to take away their power and their cultural capital. They want to diminish their significance, whether it's a personal boycott or a public shaming. And so the next definition, I actually saw it on Snapchat today before we started recording this. But, okay, so this one says, A trend where celebrities are knocked from their positions of influence because of something they may have said or done. Generally, a mob of people who are quick to believe rumors band together to render said celebrity irrelevant. Then on the page it asks, why is it dangerous? And they say, cancel culture can not only derail a person's career and ruin their livelihood, but also has debilitating self-esteem issues, It does not provide people with the opportunity to learn from their mistakes and improve their future actions. So I guess, what do you guys think about these two definitions? Do you guys think they're accurate? Like, what do you guys think? I feel like the Snapchat one was funded by the Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) That's my conspiracy theory. I think that you have to you have to split up the um, definition of what or whatever council culture is based on like celebrity and like regular clubs. Do you know what I mean? So like celebrities, um, they're different. Well, the definition of council culture for them and how it affects them is very different to how it affects an everyday person. Right. So, yes, we are attempting to take away power from them. Yes, we are attempting to diminish their cultural influence. But to what extent? Because at the end of the day, Twitter is literally a bubble. You know what I mean? Like social media, it's a bubble. We think that these a lot of things we're seeing are widespread, but in reality, it's not really as widespread as we think. And the effects that we have on these people is minimal. Like, yes, there is an effect, but I don't think there's that big of an effect. Now, when you talk about everyday people, you can destroy their lives. Like when they go um, Twitter, do your thing, and they post somebody's uh, full name, and they and you have, and people are finding their um, workplaces and the phone numbers of like their bosses, and that that will destroy lives. Especially when you think about how sometimes the the allegations are not even substantial. You know what I mean? That that's kind of scary for me. 
Like, imagine having to uproot yourself and move to a whole new city, country, whatever, just because of rumors or, like, allegations. That's crazy. And the thing is, we talk about, like, accountability for the people who have done the crime. What about accountability for the people who've wrongly accused them? That doesn't exist because it's, like, a mob mentality. You never... Look look at World War II and all this crazy shit. You know what I mean? Like, World War II, I'm so sorry, or, like, all these big wars. It's not just war generals or, like, criminals or whatever that done their thing. The regular population have, have done a lot of messy shit, too. I don't see any of them being accountable for the things that they've done for the people they've pushed onto trains and whatever nope if if we're being honest Nick, there's a difference in there's nuance to it too there's different privileges there's different people if for example i'm already not getting jobs for my name you think people are gonna hire me after they you know like after you get canceled even scandal like even if it's a scandal and people google you literally you're already low chances of getting hired or getting a job become even lower so i feel like even when you talk about regular people there's a degree of you know like effectiveness when it comes to castle culture that's something to, to keep aware obviously so yeah so looking for me looking at those two definitions it definitely felt like it was coming from the perspective of celebrities victims of cancel culture versus like people who are doing the canceling um and I think, like, as Esther has said, I think that cancel culture is about accountability, being accountable for your actions, um, being reprimanded for your actions. And I totally agree, like, with naming them, shaming them, having them acknowledge that what they did is wrong. Obviously, like, there are times where the people probably don't deserve to be canceled. And, like, you know what I mean? But you also need to, I think... It also depends on the people that are following. Like, let's say you hear something on Twitter, someone's being canceled. It's everyone's responsibility to look into whether that person actually did what they did you can't just be listening to what people say and then thinking to yourself okay well i'm going to cancel this person without doing the background research i mean a lot of the times people get canceled for things they do in public so people see what they're doing and then in those instances yeah it's it's kind of like okay if it can be if it, it can't be taken out of context and it's just it is what it is then it makes sense you'll just be like okay you need to be held accountable for what you did but in other instances where it's like well i heard allegedly this person did this this and that without any like backup evidence on that then okay you need to stop having that sheep mentality and figure out whether this thing is right or wrong you know i don't know i feel like a lot of influencers celebrities are like you can't hold me accountable for what other people do based on my actions well this is the flip side of it you know if you don't uh, take accountability for your actions then next time you get dragged no one's gonna be you know everyone's gonna feel comfortable dragging you listen i'm never gonna defend the rich and powerful being the um closeted communist that i am but all i gotta say is a lot of these um there's there's varying degrees to it as well right there's a huge difference between counseling somebody for saying as problematic as she is, Gina Rodriguez for talking about um, black people and all this stuff versus somebody like R. Kelly who, I don't know, married kids and peed on them and had like sex rings and all this weird shit. There's a huge difference between the level of severity but it's the same pun. It seems like it's the same punishment for all. That's one thing. And the second thing is, Mikhail, you're talking about people... Um, I'm <clears throat> sorry, doing their research. Ain't nobody doing their research on Twitter. All you're going to do is retweet. Someone's going to find something, post it up there. Like, I don't, like, do not, we can't expect people, like, as a mass with a mob mentality to do that. And you can't really ask them to. But on the flip side, like, when it comes to celebrity, this is what they asked for. I'm so sorry. This this is literally when you when you came into the limelight and you decided to like hold this kind of career and and get involved like this. This is the consequences of that and you can't get uh, you can't get away from that. I'm so sorry. Like yeah. you're going to be you're going to be famous. People are going to like you one day. They're going to dislike you the other day. And if you do something dumb, it's on a public stage and you can't do anything about it. Like that's just tough luck. Now, that's why I really have zero sympathy for the rich when we talk about and the, and the powerful and the celebrities when we talk about cancel culture. 
I, I feel like I'm a bit more sympathetic with the regular everyday person. That's the only thing. But let's be real. Those rich are never going to be canceled. They're never going to because they're circle. So that's why I don't care. But the thing is, though, accountability wise, they're going to be more afraid to do dumb things at the end of the day because it will affect Hell their yeah. it will affect their money. Because wallahi billahi tallahi, it's so true. Like the more money you have, the more greedy and hasid you are. And they're scared about losing those two cents. So I, can, I don't think like I don't feel like we can say cancel culture doesn't do anything because these celebrities could be missing out on opportunities based on what happened, whether we like the public know about it or not. Um, and some of them do lose their jobs. Some of them find other jobs. But like the publicity surrounding it does shed light on their actions and it shows other people that what they did is unacceptable True. and it makes them accountable and whether they're sorry or not they're not allowed to repeat it right and like literally while i was on snapchat i actually saw halsey like talking about cancel culture and she was talking about how she's so scared cancel culture is gonna ruin her career at some point and it's like why are you so scared about cancel culture maybe like check your actions why why are you so scared like you're gonna be held accountable it does not make sense to me that they're so scared of being canceled but just not like i guess i don't know they're so weird you know what I don't understand is how people can feel so comfortable putting themselves in the position of the person getting cancelled, but they can't put themselves in the position of the victims. Like, excuse me? Like, it's so easy for you to be like, what if it was you getting cancelled? Okay, what if it was me getting sexually harassed? Ikram, my thing is, is that I think these people that are, that are talking about being so afraid of being cancelled, it's because they know they have messy and problematic views and they're doing messy and problematic things. And they're like, that's why they're afraid. They're afraid of constantly being exposed. So, like, these celebrities, they mess up, they're canceled, they post up their, you know, one, two notes apology. Um, like, what's next? Like, do they get forgiven? Are they never going to be forgiven for their actions? I know a lot of times people talk about sincerity. Um, and then, the, obviously, the question arises, like, how do you know what's in their heart? That's and some how do bullshit. you know really being sincere? So, what do you guys think about, like, that whole situation? Like, how do they... how? How do they move past it after being canceled? No, I was going to say the only thing that you can do um, or what people usually do is just give it time and then see if that actor, actress, celebrity or whatever has changed with time. Like, for example, so like look at the whole Kevin Hart situation, right? Like apparently he did something 10 years ago, uh, something borderline offensive. I don't remember exactly what it was, but then they brought it up again recently so then it's been 10 years since he's given that apology and he hasn't done anything. But then those those rumors resurfaced again and everybody was just quick to dismiss it because they're like, it's been 10 years. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't spoken about that topic again, blah, blah, blah. And everyone was quick to kind of forgive him and just, you know, move on from the resurfaced situation. So I think like there's really nothing you can do other than watch that video, sense if there's sincerity in their voices and then with time, see if they like revert back to their ways. I mean, what more can you do? But can I just say, though, like you have to when, when, when you're giving out an apology for something you've done, this being sincere is the most important thing. Like pe people aren't stupid. They can tell if you when people write these ugly little um, notes and then screenshot it. And yeah, so that's the laziest thing you could possibly do. Like, you know, and, and the biggest example of like, um, like the most recent example that I remember of somebody who sincerely apologized was that um, Sheikh. I forgot what his name again. Kenyawa, yeah. When he said those, um, so I've I've never heard about this sheikh before or whatever, I, but I know a lot of Somali people listen to him, and even younger Somali people listen to him. And apparently, normally he doesn't talk like this, but he did that whole um, 
khutbah or something or the other where he talked about women in like a really a really weird way whatever um i didn't really listen to it i didn't i didn't really like care because i was like yeah another somali but whatever and then we saw his first apology which was him talking about and it was very like evasive and like oh if you feel i don't even remember the words he used but it was like one of those like you could feel like it didn't feel like a proper apology i'm sorry if i offended you yeah it, it felt like a really like like it felt like that and then he did a second one on bbc and this is how you know like first of all he came on bbc somali to put this apology out meaning that it's going to be much more far-reaching than the previous apology he made second of all you can hear the sincerity in his voice like the way he sincerely apologized to the people that he offended and the things that he said that's what shocked me like i was like i was genuinely surprised i'm like wow first of all a man doing this second of all a somali man doing i was just so shocked i did not expect it I think it's because he took accountability for his own actions, you know, he acknowledged what he said, he acknowledged the people that he hurt, he acknowledged that what he said was wrong and un-Islamic. And he also said, moving forward, I won't do something like that, you know? Yeah, so it's just kind of like there were so many different aspects to the apology that just made it feel so meaningful and wholesome. And I've noticed that a lot of people were super receptive of this apology, then I've seen people be receptive of any apology in general and i think it's because he communicated like super efficiently he didn't try to throw off the blame or try to make excuses he didn't say any of those if you're offended or if this i'm sorry if this hurts you you know it was a very beautiful apology and i think personally sometimes even though people are being sincere um it may not come off that way because we genuinely don't know what's in their hearts right I think like the best way they can even prove that they're, you know, serious about what they're saying is through changed actions because at the end of the day an apology means absolutely nothing if, you know, you're not changing the way like you're not changing what you're doing. And no, and number one example of somebody who um apologized but we could tell it's bullshit. Look at Jeffree Star. This I this shaitan, okay? <laughs> this rat Okay, he's trying to go and apologize for things that he said, and he's still doing the same racist shit. I'm so sorry. Like, that's exactly how you know somebody does not give a shit. If they continue to do the Exactly, but that's how you know. His audience is mostly Adam people who probably don't care if he's racist, though. But they get angry at black people for not forgiving him. Do you know what That's the whole part of the... It's not him. Like, we already know he's bad. But they're like, why don't you just accept his apology? Always. Mm. So it's like, this is why we're not accepting the apology. I feel like a lot of these celebrities, they get offended. Like, how can you get offended by something I say? Like, how dare you, you little folks, come after me? And so that's why their apology is always like a slap in the face kind of thing. Because it's like, just take it, you know? Celebrities are put on a pedestal. You feel me? They don't think that they are regular, regular people. Yeah. So they probably expect, okay, but why are you acting that towards me? You feel me? Yeah, they don't apologize in their daily lives. It's kind of like when Demi went to Israel and then when people tried to call her out on it, she got so defensive and was like, how do you guys expect me to know about what's going on between Palestine and Israel? I'm only here because I got paid to come here. And she was super defensive and like she literally wanted people to treat her like she's dumb and shouldn't be held accountable for that. And what made it so, the whole thing so funny is that after she said that, a, a bunch of people started apologizing, like, oh my gosh, we're so sorry, we didn't mean it, like, we love you, Demi was trending, I think. And then she literally was like, no, I don't accept your apology because you guys want to get mad at me and cancel me one second. 
and then apologize the next second. Obviously, it's not exactly how she said it, but you get the gist. There's been a lot of celebrities that have been going there and taking pictures and stuff. Like, it's a whole Ronaldinho. Time Ronaldinho went there. Ronaldinho? Which one was that? The one with the short hair or the one the with the long hair? The Ronaldo. That's not blue, like, that's the original Ronaldo. Wow, don't be talking about Why? Do I send some colorism? What the hell is that? Who's the OJ Ronaldinho? What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, you want to get dragged. Even I'm not into football. I don't know which one's older and which one's younger. I just know he's darker skinned and older. Okay, it's canceled. Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Kaka, that whole Brazilian crew. Imagine, like, when I look back now at football, I'm like, yo, we had it so nice. We had it so well. His post got spammed by pro- those p- Palestinian flags, and it was beautiful chef's kiss. Ronaldinho is very uh, problematic in the sense of he voted for the current president right now. That's a fascist, or that sense. So I'm saying, like, he's, he's not really, like, a social so- socialist. Do you feel me? No, a lot of celebrity. The thing is, once you reach a certain tax bracket, you totally change. Okay, you're not for the people; you're for yourself. But, but just because you don't want to pay more taxes, that's it. Like that's the reason. Yeah. Or you're why, literally changed. money. This is why money is little, literally evil incarnate. It changes people. It does. But you know what, guys? Out of all of this that you're talking about, like that's it. You're talking about people apologizing, something about their apologies, blah blah blah. But my one of my biggest issues. Um, especially when it comes to using like these platforms and everything it's who accepts these apologies sometimes it is completely inappropriate like that whole thing with uh, Sheikh Saeed Raga when he um, said those derogatory comments about the African-American community and someone is out here accepting his apology his apology that felt messy itself that was embarrassing that was beyond embarrassing when we should have sat there shut up who told us I to get like involved? I feel like so many people are brave online. Like, are you? would you really act this way? I feel like people don't understand. Like, what you do online is also being accounted for you. Like, you're going to be asked to, you know, like, you're going to be questioned about it. And people just do reckless stuff online. Like, they don't care. There were so many offensive things that came out at that time. I'm just staring like, whoa, you know? I don't understand it. I don't get it. Like, what do you guys think about the people who are, like, ride or die? Like, their celebrity can do no wrong. And what would you guys do if your favorite celebrity, you know does something kind of messy and deserves to get cancelled. Uh, number one example, Beyonce. I mean, I'm so sorry. She's still uh, part of the rich. Like, I'm going to cry when she dies. <laughs> she the rich? Yeah, I'm going to cry when, you know, the war, you know the class war happens and whatnot. And we have to... She's going to get got, but she's still going to get got. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's so still part Beyonce, of the problem. You're telling me if Beyonce did something that was cancel-worthy, what would you do? Would you cancel her? I mean, no, no, but what's what is the thing is we keep talking about this. What what do you define as cancel worthy? I mean, if she does some R. Kelly type shit, Mm -hmm. it's going to hurt, but you're going to we're going to have to do it. But that's like super major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's like something. What if she did what like Demi did? I mean, I'm still listening to Demi's music. (laughs) You still listen to to Demi Lovato in 2019? We're not stans. You're talking to the wrong group. Okay. No, you're talking to a stan in this right now in this conversation. There is a stan. (laughs) There is a stan. Who? Who? Expose who? yourself. Out, out them. Out demi them. stan. <laughs> Expose yourself. I'm not a demi stan. Not gonna lie, I used to be, but alhamdulillah, <laughs> not anymore. And even like after she did that, I canceled her so fast. So I guess I'm not a stan. 
I, I don't think I ever was because I think I would always cancel her if she ever did anything. The like thing that. is, there's certain lines, right? There's certain lines that we're so used to canceling people yeah. based on Israel that it's not. What about Chris Brown? <laughs> Rihanna forgave him. Would you cancel Chris Brown or did you cancel Chris Brown? The thing is, a lot of people cancel him on the principle of domestic violence. They don't give a That's shit what true. Rihanna thinks. Chris Brown, if that... Okay, so let's let's go back. That happened when, what, they were 18? So if now today Rihanna says it's no biggie, that happened when we were 18, da 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 stupidity all around, yada yada yada, and it was apparently it was a very toxic relationship all around, then I wouldn't be so, I'll be like, okay, if they're on a level and it's a, it's sincere and everything is chill, but the problem with Chris Brown is he's still a psychopath. <laughs> he is. He's actually he's a psychopath. He's a psychopath till now, you know what I mean? And his music isn't that good, so it's easy to cancel him. I didn't like him that much. Oh, I loved I, him. I how, loved what am I going to cancel? So much. I literally don't. I'm not a fan to that extent. Jason Momoa. So what would you do, Stahil? Jason Momoa took a trip to Israel. First of all, it's Jason Momoa for all of us. What do you even I'm sorry, saying? does he pay my bills? You would cancel him? I would. The thing is, for me, canceling celebrity, I don't care. Like, I will cancel you. I don't know you. Canceling takes energy. You have to make concerted effort not to not to do something or not to be, sorry, part of something that they're involved in. So, like, you're not going to see Aquaman because Jason Momoa is in it. Do you know what I mean? The thing is, I would have to, I would have to actually hate him, and I can't will myself to hate someone, you know. So it's like if, if it's for example, Jafar, whatever, Jeffrey Star, whatever. I actually dislike him immensely. Okay, I dislike him immensely. So for me, <laughs> that's what he's called on the interwebs. For me, he's literally canceled. Like I will, if I see someone wearing his hoodies or whatever, automatically I just assume the person's slightly racist. You know, it's, that's just how it is for me. But what's the point of canceling someone if you're not gonna not watch their movies, not give them, not add on to their source of, you know, income? Okay, but this is the thing. I'm vocally canceling them all online. Does that make sense? But it doesn't really affect them in any way, right? Like, yeah, but cancel culture in the end of the day doesn't really affect rich people. That's just how it is. Do you understand? I feel like if you have a very strong emotional attachment to like that singer or that actor, of course it's going to get hard for you. But if you can just drop that person in like a second, it's true stands that really struggle. It's just yeah, when true. Disney takes over the world and starts killing people will you guys cancel what do you mean disney already is like borderline they're already like a huge shady corporation i know but like once once they come once their pr uh trips and they actually can't deal with the you know the negative media would you guys still cancel when people start that's almost impossible i love disney too much you guys i'm telling you guys so so guys guys one second i'm telling you right now like we're only when we say cancel we're talking about canceling what's convenient for us we're not really canceling them do you know what i mean so we're it's it's we're we're not actively gonna go out of our way to enjoy the things that this person makes it doesn't mean if something passively comes to us we're not gonna do if someone's playing friggin frozen in front of us uh in the fuddy in the living room as much as you hate that um that cartoon whatever you're still watching it even if you hate disney do you know what i mean I mean, whatever, but you get my point. That's what's that's the reference I'm trying to make. Like, right now, I'm not going to... If everybody wants to go catch a movie, and we're all seeing Aquaman, but Jason Momoa did something shady, apparently, I'm going to go watch the movie with everybody. You know what I mean? The only thing that I've, I've actively made it an effort not to um, involve myself in, and this is because everybody has done this, and it's that, that makes it ten times easier, is R. Kelly and his music. That's the only thing. And Harvey Weinstein and all this. That's why cancel people that Harvey say, Weinstein, you can't, sis. But we still watch and movies still, produced by him and he's still super his, powerful. The thing is, one piece, so that's why I don't understand the argument of cancel culture is bad. For whom, But bro? is it really cancel culture if you're not fully canceling them? That's my thing. 
I feel like it, it all depends on what type of, uh, let's just say, R. Kelly is his music, is directly his music and the people he's written for. Stuff like that you can kind of like dodge, right? Personally. But like Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that, it's like, it's like, an, it's only him that's in that business. You feel me? Like, you know, he's not the only one that owns the spot and everybody else get affected by it. So when you watch a movie, you see a Weinstein's company right in front of you. But this is different because nobody wants to work with him. That's BS. How many people... Listen, Scarlett Johansson is every day capping for Woody Allen, even though he's canceled. Is she even relevant? Yes, she is. I'm so sorry. As much as we hate her, she is relevant. If a celebrity does something that's severely wrong, usually like the community, the, the Hollywood community does makes it a point to cancel them out, you know? But it's sad that it has to be something that's so wrong, like the whole R. Kelly situation or the Harvey Weinstein situation. But for smaller things, they're not really held accountable within their community. They're still going to get that movie gig. They're still going to record a new album, you know, under their label or whatever. Can can we be honest that all the big people that got cancelled were black people? Like, that actually got affected and went facts. to jail? Facts. That's facts. facts. That's facts. It's Because it's easier. It's easier Bill to get Cosby, them cancelled. Uh, R. Kelly. Um, let's believe there's other R. Kelly's and other Bill Cosby. Jesse Smollett. Jesse guy, Smollett. What did, I, don't, I still don't understand what he did. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea. It's just... I still he, don't understand. he lied. He staged... Didn't he stage a... Um, but apparently that's allegations. I don't even know, but he got canceled. The thing is, it's easier. Like when we're talking about how easy it is to cancel, we're saying it's too much work, right? But it's easier to cancel somebody you don't even like to start with. And if you're already a closeted racist, which most of white people are, they're gonna. Be, it's gonna be so easy for them to um, uh, cancel someone. Look at Bill Cosby. You really think Adan's regular schmegler Adan's liked Bill Cosby back in the eighties and the nineties? The ones who grew up in the civil rights era. I'm so sorry. Conspiracy time. Wasn't Bill Cosby about to buy NBC or ABC? And that's why this whole story came well, out. Minute, I, need, I think we need to profess right now. You guys, we're not defending Bill Cosby no, or R. Kelly. No. They're dutty we're human not, beings. We're, and we're not. not saying they shouldn't no. have been canceled. They should be canceled. But we're saying it's easier to cancel niggers. That's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Cancel all of them. Every single person needs to be canceled. But Weinstein, didn't he get charged? Didn't Weinstein, because it was so much. I think for him, because there was just so much going on. There was no way to get away from it. Can we talk about the actual president of the United States? <laughs> exactly. Cancel culture doesn't exactly. work. <laughs> and so I'm going to cancel people left, right, and center. If that makes them even slightly uncomfortable, good. Why do I care? Anyways, you guys, other than the people that we've spoken, we've spoken about so far, is there anyone specific that you could think of that you have canceled as a person? Lena Waithy, the girl that created the Chi. Okay. And I think, like, if, if any of my woke sisters on the here, one that the, the director for know. Queen and Slim. Oh, are you talking about the director for Queen and Slim? Yes, not the director. She she wrote. She wrote. Did you guys see? Did you guys see her? Sorry, did you guys see her? Um, the posting they put out for Queen, the role. They're like, <laughs> yeah, they like, we're looking for looking house no, 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 nigger. Field field nigger. It wasn't a house nigger. A field. They said a field nigger. We're looking for somebody who could. <laughs> A field slave. She's been Wild. through some shit because she was like she could have been a field slave. Melina, wow. I love Melina. I love her, but Lena, Lena, she what she did basically on the chi on the side of the chi. If anybody watched the chi, I haven't really watched like that. Basically, the creator, she's the creator of it, and there was a girl that was on set that said that one of the co co um co cast whatever whoever's in the cast was assaulting her or some shit like that. 
So she knew about it and she let it go until other people found out about it and became big. And then she dropped him, you know. So I don't like her because she basically was attacking Weinstein. But your whole other co like there's like one in your cast that assaults women, but you didn't do shit. You feel me? I don't know. She gave me bad vibes. I feel you. Don't worry. She's going to, she's going to, people that give you bad vibes, they're just going to out themselves. And that's why cancel culture people is just People actually kiss. like became a thing. Like people were talking about it on Twitter, on YouTube, but then she just has some lazy ass excuse and then people let it die. Like I felt like, you know, she should be accountable. Anyways, listen guys, um, going off of that, if you recall our Men of Trash episode that we did at the beginning of the season, um, we got like a long ass CC question, curious cat question from someone, and they were they were just going on on one about um, how men are not trash, and they wanted explanation. All I'm going to tell this person is I want to direct you to an individual named Idris Mohammed. Watch his video. We'll post it on the TL. <laughs> we'll put we'll put the link in our description down below. But wallahi billahi talahi, I'm so sorry. Wallah, I I don't know have the energy to explain. Do you want to read the have question? To do. Do you, do you see how long it it's was? It's a very long question. Do you have like I the highlighted the points? Essence, well, what did they say? The essence was stop using the term because it causes more harm than good, right? Yeah, but don't, I think so. Don't like men that. complain about lines. women all the time though? So it's just kind of like the same shit. Sahara, why are we even Sahara, why are we even going into this? We know how like it's it's repetitive. I'm tired. One one day I'm Sahara, I'm, traumatized. I'm traumatized. I can't hear. Well, I went off from the first episode. You know, like it was a very triggering moment in my life. But Sahara, the thing is, is that like because he the guy he asked us this question, and I feel like we're we, he's doing answer. So I'm saying, Walal refer to this video we'll put in the description yeah, below. A feed, you know. yeah check that out yeah <laughs> thank you for the sincere question yeah it was heartfelt <laughs> we get it but we just don't have the energy because we've gone through it a million times what i think is crazy is that everything that idris said in that video you guys have said in men are trash part one or part two like he, you guys have covered everything that he said it's crazy how men are more receptive to hearing it from men than hearing it from women, even though all the points that were made were exactly the same. But you know how it is. Men don't want to hear what women say. So, you know what? Probably him, they're going to call him like a gender or sex traitor. That's what they're going to call him for saying all this shit. I'm yeah. so sorry. Yo, didn't T.I. say, why haven't women explained this to men? When she said misogyny, he's like, oh, I think I've heard that word before. What? He acts like he's a walking dictionary, but he doesn't know oh what was. I, I just at that moment I realized means. we're putting in too much energy into uh, a brick wall. Or patriarchy, he said patriarch. Listen, there's no, there's no need for us. There's no need for us to waste our time. But um, again, I digress. We've gone on to um, men are trash for some reason. Um, let's just cancel all of that. Check his video though. Shout out to him. That was a great video. Idris should le- release a. Hair care routine, you know, he's called popping, you know. <laughs> but shout out to him, Wallahi, because um, a lot of men were responding back to that tweet, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's he's doing the work. You know what? Like, yeah. I'm just convinced, like, they know exactly what's going on. They just don't give a shit. They just don't. They 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 can't be bothered. They're playing dumb. I, and that, I'm, I'm just, nobody's that stupid. Nobody's that stupid. I'm so sorry. But anyways, um... Anything else that we're supposed to talk about? We've canceled a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about it for me. Um, I hope people who have been canceled and are genuinely and sincerely sorry 
are able to show through their actions and eventually get forgiven. But other than that, I'm an avid supporter of cancel culture. Like Yukon said, um, avid supporter. But, you know, one time for the one time, let's be careful about who um, the regular smuggler folk that we're counseling, because sometimes that's just not necessary. Um, let's do our research if we can. If we can't, you know, that's just life then. Just keep quiet. Um, and yeah, if you guys have any questions or concerns, or if you think we're due to be canceled, I'm curious. Or if you want to follow the conversation. If you want to exactly continue the conversation. Any of that shit, tweet, at, DM, uh, Insta message, Securious cat us, email us. There's let so us many know <laughs> anything. Don't come and to our if you guys stuff. are located in London, let us know if you're up for like a nice get together, a little podcast, you know, with other people too. Just let us know how you feel. Ooh, we're putting it out yeah, there. We're trying to, we're trying to, we're we're trying to you know, <laughs> we're putting it out in the stratosphere. And we want to meet you guys. Obviously, it's crazy. For us, it's not. Say I, Sahara. Say I, I want to meet. Okay, forget about the rest. I want to meet y'all. It is insane. Like you're seeing all these numbers, people are listening. So you know, we want to see the faces between under those. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I, I mean, I love meeting people, but it gives me a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> no, because because we give up, we give away so much of ourselves. Like you know, honestly speaking, like okay, maybe not too much personal personal information. But we give away a lot about our, our personality types and the kind of people we are on this podcast. So I feel like anybody who listens to, especially regularly, knows way too much about me and yeah. makes me so uncomfortable. I'm I'm extrovert. Yeah, you can come to me anytime. Talk to me. You know, you guys don't even know how I look like, so it's cool. That's why that is okay with the live. So go Inshallah, see we're gonna do some nice things in London. Uh if you're maybe like, you know, you don't have friends, stuff like that, you wanna meet new people, we're gonna fix some little cute things. So just keep us updated. Let us know if you're interested. And yeah, that's all. Take care. It's winter time. Take your vitamin D tablets, iron tablets, take everything, and stay safe in these streets, okay? Get a taser. (laughs) And that's all for me. Bye. Assalamu alaikum. Bye, bye, bye. Assalamu alaikum.